Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Get your Bible, open them to 1 Thessalonians, whether that's in book form or whether that's an app on your phone or your smart device, go ahead and open that Bible to Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians. We're just going to read a couple of short verses at the very end of the passage. We're still in our series, Family Vacation, where we're looking at the spiritual journey through the lens of a, of a trip, of a journey, of a vacation, of something that God calls us to in His grace and His mercy. And we've been walking through this step by step each week. We have one more week that we'll be in this, so uh, I'm glad. This has been a fun trip for your pastor. I hope you've enjoyed our family vacation together. I surely have, but uh, we're going to be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 23 and 24. If you don't have your Bible, it'll be on the screen behind me. This is Paul writing to a little church. He signs off his letter by saying, May God himself, the God of peace, As a good Jew, he would have the uh, connotation of shalom, the God who is whole, who is complete, who is lacking nothing, the God of peace. Sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful. And he will do it. This is the word of God for the people of God. And our response is, thanks be to God. Well, I know we've been using this metaphor of a journey and of vacation. And each week we've had a different story of those kinds of things. But today I want to talk with you about a little bit different of a journey that I've been on. Sometimes journeys are things we plan on a map and we go out and we plan our vacation. I'm, I'm getting in that mode right now. Where are we going to go? We've lived here 12 and a half years. We've never been north of the bridge. thought maybe this is the year we should do that. So uh, we're going to try maybe some of that. That's one type of journey that you're on. Another type of journey is when you learn something new and you try and figure something out. And sometimes it feels like a journey. And I want to let you know I have been on one of those journeys over the last eight or nine days. And that is the journey of being the owner of a pool. Nobody tells you that you have to have a chemistry degree to have one of these things. Now, it's nothing big. It's, it's only 33 inches deep, so it's only about this high. But it is a metal frame, and it is 15 feet circumference. And so my father-in-law purchased this for Jackson the Christmas after we had moved into our new house. It's been in a box for two years. So we finally said, okay, we'll get it out this year. We're getting that. So I just, my idea was, oh, I'm just going to open it up, 
and then we'll just throw it at the back of the yard and fill it up with water and it'll all be good. Thankfully, I talked to Scott Williams, who has been a pool owner. He did not inform me about the chemistry degree that was necessary. But he said, you probably want some sand or something on the ground to level it out. And I want to thank Scott and Keith for uh, getting those loads of sand and dirt and much wheelbarrow time getting that to the back and then keith came with one of those machines that kind of pounds everything flat so it's a nice level surface that night i i got together and i assembled Lori and i assembled this big frame with the big liner thing that goes in it and i did what you're supposed to do right put it there got it level where it was supposed to be put the uh, hose in there and watched it go had a beautiful pool full of water had the little filter going figured out how all that plugged it in safely securely i'm thinking this is great i know i'm gonna have to get some chlorine but for now let's just try and get some heat in this thing so we had a solar cover and we put it over it and we're just enjoying i'm i'm, I'm thinking okay we've, this is saturday on monday i'll try and make it to the pool store would you know that on sunday night when i pulled the cover back it was green And I thought, oh no, I, I've waited too long. So I tried to throw some bleach in there. That didn't work. I, I, I began to, I'll get a test strip. So I, I got one of those test strips, you know, stick it in there two seconds, pull it out for 20 seconds, and then you look at the rainbow on the back of the cover and it tells you everything that's wrong with what you've done. And the chlorine levels were way too high. And some type of acid was way too high. And I'm beginning to think, what am I doing? I'm going to boil my kid. <laughs> and I just began to wonder, what in the world on this journey? And finally, after all the things I tried, and now leaves are falling in it because we just happen to be blessed with all these mature trees. And one of them is a cherry tree that not only drops little tiny flowers that just fill up everything but leaves and and then the squirrels are sharpening their teeth on the trees above us and whole branches are falling into the pool and it's slowly turning from from green to yellow and i'm skimming as much as i can and emptying the filter and cleaning the filter and finally i realized i'm in over my head and what i need to do is surrender to the expert who knows what to do and is happy to do it. I walked into the pool store and there was Hannah, all of what looks like 19 or 20 years old, but knows so much about pools. And I, I said, help. And I went through the story of all the things that I had tried and all the things that I had done that I knew were right, but somehow when I did them were wrong. And she said, I can help you. And I'm happy to do it. I'm glad that I surrendered to the expert, Hannah, who is now helping us to get things moving in the right direction. And one day, we'll have a pool. <laughs> this is much like the journey that Paul and this little church in, in Thessaloniki went on. Paul and Silas, if you read in the book of Acts, went into this town and uh, they preached the gospel and many responded. 
And they began a little church there. And then there was some persecution where Paul and Silas had to get out of town quick. And they were worried. Paul will write earlier on in the letter how worried he was that this church was was going to suffer because they hadn't been there long enough. And, And so... They were, he was really worried, but he knew he couldn't go back. So they decided, ah, Timothy is part Greek, and so we'll send him, and we'll see how that little church is doing. And Timothy goes and finds out the church is still doing well. And he sends news back to Paul, and Paul is so overjoyed and so relieved that he, he writes back to them, and he just talks about the good things that they're doing. And even though they're experiencing a little persecution from those in their villages, in their town, they're still holding to the faith. He wants to commend them. But he seems to say something that in the midst of that good stuff that's going on, there's still more that needs to happen for them. If you look at chapter 3, verse 10, he, he kind of hints at this. He says, night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking to your faith. Well, wait, I I thought they were doing good. They were doing great. Yes, but there is more that could happen. They they had filled their pool with water. They had leveled the ground. They They had covered it over. But somehow Paul seems to say there's a little algae that's still growing. And my hope is that I can come and I can supply what is lacking to your faith. And he goes uh, throughout the rest of the letter, gives them some more instruction, but hints at what he really wants them to understand. And not just understand here, but experience in all of who they are. And that is this little prayer that we have looked at today. And he begins, he says, This thing that you're lacking... May the God, may God himself, the God of peace. So if you are lacking something in your faith, this God himself, this God of peace, Paul is praying. And remember, the Greek word there is erene. But Paul, as a good Jew, would have this understanding of shalom, wholeness. There is nothing lacking in God. God has everything that God needs, and God has everything that creation needs. And so if you are lacking in anything, this God who is whole, Paul says, that's who we turn to. That's who I turn to. When I have something that is lacking, I turn to the one who has everything. When I have lack in my understanding, I turn and surrender to the expert who holds everything. And then Paul goes into some really cool Greek words. And I know it's been a while since we've had a good Greek lesson. But I want to turn. I I didn't want to miss any of them. I'll have some on the screen for you, not all of them. But I wanted to turn to my Greek New Testament so I didn't miss them. And so he says, when you are lacking, we pray, I pray that the God of shalom, of wholeness himself, will sanctify you, is the word. The Greek word there is Hagiasai, 
Hagiasai. You want to say that with me, don't you? Ready? One, two, three. Hagiasai. Let's try it one more time. One, two, three. Hagiasai. It does mean to sanctify, but that's a big religious word. What does sanctify mean? It means to be cleansed and washed and set aside for God's purposes. So, one place that this is mentioned a lot in the Bible is a place that my son and I, in our journey through the Bible as we're reading, we just finished the long stretch of Leviticus. If you've ever tried to read that, Jackson is like, how many more chapters of this are there? I'm like, I know, but let's get, we'll get through it. But there were many things that were used in the temple, and they needed to be set aside for God's holy purpose. And so they were washed, they were crafted in a certain way, and then they were used only for that purpose. You didn't take the candle out of the temple, the, the priest didn't take that home with him and put it on the table to use for dinner. That was just set aside only for God's purposes. In our journey of the pool, I I think I understand I am not ever to use the pool vacuum to mow the lawn. It is for one purpose and one purpose only. And that is to get the pool clean. And Paul is saying, may the God of peace, may the God who lacks nothing when you are lacking, may this God wash you and cleanse you and set you aside for his purposes and his purposes alone. And it's not that he's just going to kind of do this in your life. The next word, and I think we have a slide for this. May he sanctify you and the word there is holotelice I'm sorry telace say this right holotelace ready one two three holotelace let's try it one more time one two three holotelace may this God cleanse you and wash you and set you aside for his purpose and his purpose alone at all the levels Not just the surface levels, but all the way down to the cellular level, all the way down every part of you, God wants to wash and to cleanse and to set aside for his purposes every single part of your life. That's what God, the God of peace, the God of wholeness is interested in doing for you and for me. Now, our our quick thing is that we tend to think, oh, okay, well, what about that part? And we set all of those parts. Paul chose this word very carefully. It's the only time it's used in all of the scriptures. Holoteles. All the levels God is interested in. Washing and cleansing and setting aside for his purposes. The next word, and... Holo, there's that holo again, so we know it's going to be whole. Holocleron. Let's say that together. Ready? One, two, three. Holocleron. One more time. One, two, three. Holocleron. And this literally means holo, that's all, whole, it sounds like whole, all of your lot in life. Clairon uh, comes from the word kleros, which means lot, like at the foot of the cross when the soldiers cast clay 
lots for Jesus' garment. Or after Judas was no longer a part of the apostles and they were looking to fill his place, they, they drew straws, they drew lots, they drew clay rocks. Now what does this have to do with God, the God of peace, the God who lacks nothing, washing us, cleansing us, setting us aside every level of our life? Because we tend to think about our lot in life. You ever use that term? It's kind of an older term now. Such is my lot in life. And we think that there is by chance we were born this way or we were born with this uh, struggle or, or we, you know, through bad habits have developed this and it's just my lot in life. And Paul, seeming to know the way we human beings act, say, the God who lacks nothing wants to give you everything at every level of your life, no matter what your lot in life just happens to be. And then, after that, he mentions all the things in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. Every part, all the way down to the cellular level, in all your lots of life, he wants to redeem and wash and set aside for his purposes your very breath. That's the word pneuma in Greek that Paul uses. The very breath that God gave you, God wants to cleanse and heal and set aside for His purpose and His purpose alone. God wants to set aside your suxe, your life force, the life, the animation, the attitudes that you have as you live your life out as Tim or Jeff or Gwen or John. God wants to set that aside for His purposes all the way down at the, at the, at the cellular level and all the way out no matter what your lot in life is, no matter what has happened in your life that has created those attitudes or the life that you seem to have. God is interested in using that for His purposes. And yes, even our bodies are what God wants to cleanse and heal and set aside for His purposes and His purposes alone. All the way down to the cellular level and no matter what lot in life and no matter what body you have been given. Now some of you might be thinking, oh man. Or you might be thinking of certain parts of your body that God surely couldn't use. That's why Paul uses those words holoteles and holoclerone. There's no part of you that God does not want to cleanse, heal, wash, and set aside for His purposes. And His purposes alone. See, my dad, my dad was born into a family. His dad was a severe alcoholic. And in the early 1950s, it became so bad that my grandmother just packed all their belongings in a sheet and left. This didn't happen in those day, that day and age. And so he went to Oklahoma, where they were all shipped out to different aunts and uncles to work on farms, and got into a lot of trouble, and he didn't really enjoy school that much. He didn't know how to study, and and you would think that lot in life would mean that my dad would, would have certain proclivities and certain attitudes and certain things that would happen. And yes, he began to go down that, that, that road. He also 
became an alcoholic. And he was wanted in two states. They lived on a border town. They were wanted in two states for grand larceny, mostly for stealing beer. And you would think, with that lot in life, and those genetics, and that attitude, and those kinds of things, that there's no hope for someone like that. And yet, as he faced the judge, there was a Nazarene minister walking by that God pushed into that little courtroom and said, don't let that judge throw that man's life away. And he went in, and he begged. And he said, you give him to me, he'll come to church with me whenever I go to church. And back then it was a lot more. And it wasn't long before my dad heard about the God of wholeness. Who lacks nothing. And longed at every part down to the cellular level to wash and to cleanse and to set aside for His purposes alone. And no matter what lot in life Doug McVeigh had been dealt, that God was going to redeem that, was going to wash it, was going to cleanse it, was going to set it free for His purposes and His purposes alone. He was going to make it holy. He was going to sanctify it. And if any of you ever knew my dad, you know that something happened down to the cellular level. And those lots in life that should have driven him to despair became ways that he connected the gospel to other people who were in those similar lots of life. And he just seemed to be able to connect with people at a way that I am jealous of sometimes. That's what Paul is getting at here. And he says, there's more to this. There's more to this. He said, all of that can be happened. All of that can be washed and cleansed and set aside for God's purposes alone. It can be sanctified through and through entirely. All the levels and all the lots in life. And it can... It can influence your spirit your soul your body all of that and it can be kept i don't think we have this word on the screen but it or maybe we do it's the word te racing te racing are you ready one two three te racing let's try it again one two three te racing now in a lot of your translations that say preserved or kept Whenever I think of preserved or kept, I either think of formaldehyde and biology class, or I think of kept. You know, you like put it in a safe and you lock it away. But this word, terethane, means actually guarded. And guarded means Paul would have this idea writing to Romans of a guard that is mobile, that goes with you, that goes around you. As you walk out in life, there is someone who is terethane, you. It's not something that you keep in a closet, although that's our temptation sometimes. Is I'm just gonna, I've, I've had this experience with God, I've been cleansed all the way down to all the levels, and all the lots in life have been set aside for His purposes, and now I've got to hide away in a church. Or I've got to, hide away somewhere and not mix with those who 
haven't had that experience, so I can keep it. And Paul is reminding this little church, no, all of that can happen. And there is one who guards, who goes with you into your real life and guards and keeps that which has been washed and set aside for his purposes and cleansed. He goes with you. It's not something you hide away. It's something you live out into and know that there is one, not you, but the God of peace himself who guards what he has done in your life, in your body, in your soul, down to the cellular level and all the lots that you have been dealt. He sets it aside for his purposes and he guards it. And the last word, amemtos. Ready? One, two, three. Amemtos. Say it one more time. One, two, three. Amemtos. He preserves it blamelessly, without fault. And it's not just for today. Paul goes on and says, till the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't know when that is, but you can be assured that the God of peace himself can wash you to the core of who you are, even your lots in life, and set all of that aside for his purposes. And he is not just going to do that and let you go free, but he's going to go with you and guard you as you go into your life and preserve that in you blamelessly all the way until Christ comes again. Is that good news? And he closes by saying, reminding them, Because this is a tall order, folks. But he reminds them, the one who has called you is faithful. And he will do it. See, sometimes we hear a list like that and we're like, okay, yeah, I've got to pour the chlorine in. I've got to do the test strips. I've got to get the thing over, covered over and all of that. And and it's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, church, wait. No. Remember, we're surrendered to the expert. And he's the one who has called you. And he's the one who's going to do all of this in you. And he's faithful. And he'll do it. All you're called to do is surrender to the expert. The God of holiness. So let me ask you today as we close. What does your pool look like? Maybe you have said yes to Jesus. And you've been trying to do all the good things that that you're supposed to do. Maybe you come to church, you know, every other Sunday. Maybe you read your Bible and you're trying to, you're trying to slog your way through Leviticus. Maybe you pray. Maybe you're trying to. Not to get agitated with your coworker or your kid or your spouse. But you just find that when you pull back the cover, there's a lot of gunk that's just growing. A lot of attitudes that just don't seem to change over life, over time. And you begin to wonder, what am I lacking and maybe just maybe and you online maybe just maybe you're wondering is this thing really worth it 
remind you in the words of Paul today? That when there is something lacking in your faith, I'm praying that the God of wholeness will sanctify you, will cleanse and wash and set aside for His purposes down to the cellular level of your metaphorical swimming pool and whatever lot in life happens to be there, wherever your pool is set up. I pray that you will know that He'll guard you and keep you blameless all the way until Christ returns and that He's faithful and He will do it. You have only to surrender to the expert. You have only to surrender to the expert. So if there are things growing in your life of faith, today I simply invite you to surrender your life to the expert, the one who is faithful, and allow him to do it. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And I'm going to ask Deb to come and play That song that we sang at the end, I want to know you. We haven't been able to do this in a long time. And I just feel like today's the day. If you've today pulled back the solar cover of your life's pool, your faith journey, and you're seeing things that are still growing in there, I want to invite you to surrender to God's expertise and ability. Because God is lacking nothing. And he wants to give you everything. And so right now, if you're feeling like, I, I need what Pastor Jeff, what Paul wrote about, what Pastor Jeff talked about today, I, I need that in my faith journey. It just seems like every time I pull back the cover, stuff is growing in there. And I want to surrender to the expert today. I want to surrender to the expert today. If that's you, would you come and find a place to kneel at the altar this morning? If you're online and you, you want that, you can pray with us today can make that couch right where you are person who's sitting next to somebody on the couch if you notice there's sniffling or there's there's tears that are there that might be the gift of of god that is dealing with their heart just go over to them put your hand on their shoulder and say do you want to pray do you want to surrender your life to the expert today if that's you you come and kneel right here one has come is there anyone else who would say, I I just, I want to surrender. I want to surrender to the expert. I want to surrender to God's grace. I want to surrender to let him wash and cleanse every level and all the lots in life. If that's you, come right now. Come right now. Before we pray, come right now. Come right now. It's okay. I know it's tough. There's something about just saying, I'm going with God right now right in this moment. You come. I'm going to bow my head. We're going to pray. That's you. You come right now. Oh, Father, 
God of wholeness, we turn to you with this little prayer of Paul for a church thousands of years ago. And we have realized that there's something lacking in our faith. And you, you don't want that. You want us to have everything we need sanctify us wholly and completely. You, you want to sanctify us down to the cellular level in every lot and attitude of our, of our life, of our breath, of our bodies. And you're going to guard that blamelessly for the rest of our lives. God, help us to trust what Paul said, that you are faithful and you will do that in our lives. I pray for those who are kneeling at an altar today. Pray that they will sense your cleansing, your washing. That you are setting them aside for your purpose and your purpose alone. Cleanse them and heal them. Guard them. For those who are online and are praying in a, an apartment, in a home, in an office, oh God, may they have the same experience and realize that it's not just here in a church building, but you long for this to take place wherever human beings are found. So give them the words and help them to pray. I surrender. To you, the expert, God of wholeness, sanctify me through and through my spirit, my soul, and my body. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Would you stand and receive this blessing? And you online too, you can stand in your living room, it's okay. Fancy word for this is benediction. I want to give you something as you go. And now, may the God of peace, the God of wholeness himself, sanctify you through and through. Down to the cellular level and through all the lots of your breath, your life, and even your body. joy of salvation. May you trust that the one who calls you to this is faithful and he will do it. I pray these things in the name of the Father who is for us, in the name of the Son who is with us, and in the name of the Spirit who is in us. One God forever and ever. Amen. Go in wholeness, go in peace, go in sanctifying power into your world and be guarded by the one who goes with you. Go in his name. God bless you. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.